0: Welcome to the Healthcare Quality Cast, where we spotlight today's most exciting and inspiring quality professionals within the healthcare industry. Our podcast will dive into the career journeys of leaders that work daily to improve quality, safety, and service outcomes for patients, their family members, and their communities at large. Our mission is to provide motivation and direction to our listeners, encouraging you all to continue your efforts in improving the overall quality of healthcare. And now your host, Jarvis Gray. We're back for day three, episode number three of the Healthcare Quality Cast, The Lost Episodes, powered by the Quality Coaching Company. And as I lead into this episode, I want to start with a quick shout out to the Southern Regional Medical Staff here in Atlanta, Georgia. Later this evening, I'll be meeting with them and delivering a presentation on nine tips for improving your quality and patient safety outcomes. I'm planning to record this discussion with my handheld recording device, and if all goes well, I'll post it as a future podcast episode to connect tonight's event with our current Lost episode series, This is the same recording device that I pulled out a few days back and finally realized that I had these great episodes that I failed to download and post for you all. The first episodes highlighted two fantastic healthcare leaders, and we're keeping the series going here in episode number three with Dr. Ben Schleich. Ben is a performance improvement advisor at Hackensack Meridian, as well as an associate professor in the School of Medicine at Seton Hall. In this episode, Ben highlights humility and resourcefulness as top traits for healthcare quality people. He highlights the power of complementing industrial engineering talent with healthcare clinicians. He shares his career learning takeaways to be self-aware and understand internal politics and the improvement tool that he cannot live without. Ben, I love when I meet other professionals and my first impression is that this is a person who's on a new level that I'm still trying to work to figure out. Those are the elements that really draw me to people. From your presentation and definitely through our short conversation, you completely impressed with your high level of expertise and passion for quality and process improvement. I look forward to reconnecting with you in 2020 and locking you down for a longer interview. Quality people, this episode sets the record for our shortest to date, but trust me, that is still loaded with insight. Enjoy episode number three of our Lost Episode series. I've got to go put some final touches on my presentation for tonight with Southern Regional, but I'll be back tomorrow with my next quality guest, Teresa Adair. Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Healthcare Quality Cast, and today I have with me Ben. Ben, are you ready to share with some quality folks?
1: Absolutely, Travis.
0: All right, now, for our listeners, Ben, can you please briefly describe your uh, current role and your background?
1: Sure. I'm a performance improvement advisor for patient safety and quality, With my service line is organ transplant. I'm also a uh, associate professor with the School of um, Medicine in the Department of Medical Science at uh, Seaton Hall and Hackensack Meridian Health, and I'm also on the leadership co- transplant leadership committee for the Organ Alliance.
0: All right. Wonderful. And first question that I have for you, Ben, is: Can you share just you know from um, from your experience, from your background, three characteristics needed to be a successful healthcare quality improvement professional?
1: Okay. I think most importantly, especially for people that come in outright of school is don't claim that you know everything um, be honest about it and just say sometimes I'm sorry I don't know but wait a second and I'll find that out for you um, the other thing is if you can't find it yourself you need to know the people that you can reach out to um, either if it's on a listserv or on your LinkedIn group or whatever that you can find those answer and third of all I would say it's not really a characteristic but seek like a mentor or network with people to see what's going on and that can coach you where you want to be in the future. All
0: right. Wonderful. And from your view of the industry, what would you consider to be the biggest challenges face or excuse me, the biggest challenge facing healthcare organizations today?
1: I wouldn't say it's the biggest, but one of a very big challenge uh, or, or among the many challenges in healthcare is the acceptance to let more engineers into healthcare that can help you improve the processes. Because in a lot of departments, unfortunately, it's still um, done by a lot of nursing, not saying they can't do it, but it would be perfect if we engineers could tag team along with our clinical professionals and improve those processes together.
0: Well, I love that feedback. Um, I can at least share that in my upbringing in healthcare, that was exactly what the first two years of my career were. Myself and a nursing colleague, hip to hip, she taught me so much of the clinical, I share with her so much of the technical, and to this day I'd say we're pretty good friends still. So um, so I love that perspective. Next question I have for you, Ben, can you share with us a moment of failure that you've experienced as a quality professional?
1: I wouldn't really describe it as a moment of failure, but there's uh, definitely, Teaching moment, how some of my uh, managers said in the past. Um, some things is just to be aware of, of your politics. Uh, don't step on anyone's toes. Um, try to do the reasonable stuff and um, be self aware. Really, if you don't know what emotional intelligence is, look it up and, and read about em- emotional intelligence. I can't tell you how important it is that you know about yourself and about others and how you can portray yourself so others know hey what did he mean or why is he acting that way or not only that they know about how you're acting but you also know it about them
0: excellent and next question is something of a two-parter first what inspires you and second how do you inspire others within your organization
1: what inspires me is pretty easy I Love to get up every morning and know I have an impact in saving people's lives. Just working as an engineer, don't have to be a doctor, but I can improve processes that actually can help save patients' lives. And to the second part, do you mind repeating that again?
0: Yeah. So what? Um, what? Or excuse me. How do you inspire others within your
1: organization? Um, how how inspire or get in a mindset. I'm, I like to be very frank with people to tell them my opinion about what they're doing and I expect the same thing from them. Um, basically do how you expect from others and you will be welcomed and, and they will treat it how you expect to be treated. Awesome.
0: What is one thing you wish you had known about your current role before you started?
1: Um, I would think I would have loved to be there earlier because actually when I started my PhD I was totally focused on I want to be in the automobile industry and just by chance I landed in in healthcare and I couldn't imagine doing anything else other than healthcare. So really is have a set and think about hey what do I want to do? Do I want to be related with the product or or financials or really do I want to impact on people's lives? And actually save lives
0: all right excellent and what is your most favorite thing about working in healthcare
1: i think i said it in the question before the most important thing for me is even as an engineer i can really make sure that if i have a robust processes i can make sure that we can save people's lives or prevent bad things from happening all
0: right and can you share with us uh, one tool or technique that you cannot live without.
1: One tool or technique. Um, I, w- I would say a technique is definitely once you did your PDSA. Unfortunately, a lot of people just do the PDSA and forget about it. Make sure you measure your successes and uh, to be able to sustain it. Um, you really need to know where you are at all times. And otherwise, if you don't measure it, you don't know where you are.
0: Wonderful, and if you could trade jobs with anyone in the organization, who would it be and why?
1: I'm not sure I would want to trade jobs, but if I could work together more closely with our chief quality officer to be more impactful in, in different areas as well, I think that would be a, a blessing for me, not only to learn more, but then potentially even be impacting more patients' life on a, on a positive note. Nice.
0: And Ben, the next question I call something of a silver bullet question, but what's one thing that healthcare professionals can do to foster a culture of continuous quality improvement?
1: Um, I think I answered it also in another question before. The most important thing with anything that you try to improve or implement it is make sure you measure it afterwards. Don't forget about it because people think they do their PDSA, they implement it, and then I can forget about it. Then if you don't measure it, you don't look at what staff are doing, you're back to zero and you can restart it and basically do the same thing over and over again. Wonderful.
0: Uh, Ben, if you could interview one leader within the healthcare or business industries, who would it be and why?
1: I wouldn't necessarily choose one leader, but what I like to do, for example, here at the Healthcare System Process Improvement, get inspired by other talks and see what they're doing and then actually afterwards grab them and say, hey, what you really uh, talked about and presented today motivated me, tell me more about it. How can I bring that back to my organization to make us more successful?
0: Wonderful, and what is one piece of advice that you would give healthcare organizations to help them better manage their operations and improve outcomes?
1: I would think you really should include your patients more and provide feedback to them, be transparent, include them in the processes, because not only frontline staff know what they're doing, but actually the patients know what happened to them, Um, at least most of the time, unless they're put to sleep. Um, But include your patients more, get feedback from the patients, because a lot of times you probably think you're better than you are. If you don't get that voice of the customer, which is your internal and your external customers, you you don't really can assess yourself where you are.
0: Wonderful, and now for our closer. Uh, ben, let's say that we're sitting here a year from now celebrating what a great year has been for you um, in your current role. Take a second of thinking about it, but what exactly did we achieve this year, and how are we celebrating?
1: So if I would look back, and it's today's 2020, I would be hoping that, especially in, in my department, we transplanted more people, we saved more life uh, lives, and actually achieved that with less adverse events than before um, with better outcomes and they have their kidneys lasting longer than ever before. All right.
0: Excellent. Uh, ben, thank you so much for letting me pull you uh, away from the conference for a few minutes here, but um, let's go ahead and end our conversation today with um, perhaps you sharing the best way that folks can connect with you or follow you through social media and then we'll officially sign off.
1: Okay. I'm kind of a social media bum. Um, I have Twitter only to read stories, but LinkedIn is probably the best way to reach me. All right,
0: Wonderful, and we'll share that contact in our show notes. Um, Thank you so much again, and to our quality people everywhere. Thanks for listening and making us a part of your day. Thank you for listening to the Healthcare Quality Cast, brought to you by the Quality Coaching Company. If you love the Healthcare Quality Cast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review. Until next time.